Hi, I'm Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. I'm also the podcast host of Invest in Her and an award-winning producer, author, and TEDx speaker. Our show, Invest in Her, features phenomenal female founders and funders. As you know, women receive less than 2% of venture capital funding. Our series is about accelerating the funding of women by connecting them to funding resources. Let's meet today's guest. Welcome to Invest in Her podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors. And today I have on a dynamic guest. She's a real disruptor in the art and technology arena and NFTs and blockchain and all that stuff I know you guys want to know about. I know I want to know more about it. She is one of the few Latinos that have raised over a million dollars in funding for her company, Alpha.io. Please let's welcome to the show, Manuela Sieve. Hi, Manuela. How are you? Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm great. It's a beautiful great. day in LA. <laughs> yeah, beautiful day. You know, I'm reading through everything you do. Um, and before I get to, you know, talking about blockchain and NFTs and how it's affecting artists and how it is impacting governments and, you know, uh, what is Web3, like all of those questions I think all of us have and that you're an expert at. Um, a little bit about you. Uh, you were sharing with me, you were born in Brazil. I was born in Brazil. I was yeah. born and raised in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, and I went to an international school. That's why I get this question all the time. They're like, how do you speak such good English if you're from Brazil? Yeah. Uh, and so I was actually alphabetized in English. And my dad was in New York and I was in Rio. So I was kind of like back and forth. Uh, lived in New York on again, off again for most of my life. And then in 2020, during the pandemic, uh, picked up my stuff and moved across the country to the West Coast. And here I am now. <laughs> great, great. So we're both in LA. I love that. And by the way, just FYI, Rio is one of my favorite cities. What a cool place. I got to go to a film festival in Sao Paulo and I was like there and I'm like, I have got to see Rio. If I'm going to be in Brazil, I got to take yeah. a flight over, see Rio, stay at the famous Copacabana. It was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, did you stay at the Copacabana Palace? It's it's, uh, it's a good spot. Yeah. It's, it's a good really spot. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I just love the people from there. It's a really warm and welcoming country and, you know, just had the best time. You guys are never on time though. Am I right? Well, it drives me crazy. That's why I don't live in Brazil because I'm uh, a very punctual Brazilian. And so I was constantly waiting for people. It's like they, they'll, they'll schedule a Zoom call and they'll be late for a Zoom call, which is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. I remember them telling me, be in the lobby. We're going to take you all out to dinner at eight. And like they showed up at like 10. I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> so yeah. the next night they said, be in the lobby at eight for dinner. I went down there at 10. There they were. <laughs> uh, you're learning quickly. <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah. okay, so I digress because I like Brazil, but, um, you know, you're one of the few Latinos that have raised over a million dollars, which is really a sad situation and something that I'm very focused on uh, us, you know, bringing attention to. I have a film coming out to talk about how underfunded women are, at, as well as people of color and LGBTQ and how we can fix that, you know, but uh, for today... Uh, we're just going to talk about what an amazing feat that is that you raised uh, that kind of money. Was that from um, a combination of angels and venture capital? 
Yeah, combination of angels and venture capital. We've been around for a minute as well. Like we were pretty early to the blockchain space. Uh, and, you know, we kind of like stumbled on the technology through our art, art licensing platform. And so we've we've been, uh, you know, lucky enough to have some amazing investors like Metaprop. Uh, we came in through Lightspeed Scout program through New Age Capital, which can go into ventures that were really supportive on our journey. Uh, but, you know, you probably know these these numbers, but. Female Founders Fund put out a report a couple of months ago, and even though you know women only receive two percent of investment dollars, and if you look at Latinas and women of color, that falls down to closer to like 0.02, we do uh, produce I think about 12 percent of unicorns. So we are a great investment. Absolutely. Now is your chance to get in. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm so glad you brought that up, and what you're doing is really trailblazing and cool. And, you know, like many women like yourself that are super, you know, brainiac and successful, you're doing so many things. I want to focus on a couple of them. So one is the art and technology, because what you're doing uh, is revolutionizing what happens for investors. And I was just watching you on a panel. I mean, did I say investors? I meant to say for act, um, artists. Revolutionizing revolutionizing what you're doing for artists. And one of the things I saw you talk about on a panel was that often an artist will sell their painting for like, let's say when they're not very famous, $500. And then when um, they, you know, it's sold later, years later, when they're famous for like $5 million, they get no percentage of that. And that your art and technology is really addressing that issue. And that is really cool that every time it's sold, they get a percentage. So this is revolutionary. Yeah, and it, it's not just for art. Uh, every use case that we take on, we ask ourselves if it solves three problems. Authenticity, resale, which you've just brought up, and community building. And the, that's what the blockchain is here for, right? So what we were just talking about is the resale royalty, which historically has never existed, not just in art, but in most of the creative industry, which means that you're building a huge bucket of wealth for a group of individuals that have historically not been a part of the secondary market, which is way bigger than the primary market. And so, you know, what the insertion of these resale royalties means is that this is the best time in history to actually be a creator, a content creator, a movie producer, a musician, because you maintain ownership of your, you know, material, whatever that is, regardless of where it ends up in the world, you're always compensated when it switches hands because we can build that into the smart contract. And it doesn't have to be an astronomical fee. It could be 2%, it could be 3%, it could be 5%. It's something that, you know, it's 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 lower than sales tax, but it's going back to the creator. So it's, it's such an important movement for the industry to accept that, you know, authenticity and resale are now going to be computed through blockchain and more specifically through NFTs that are still strongly associated to kind of like these digital versions of, of artwork, but that's really not the case. And an NFT can be associated to anything, real, digital, uh, a physical asset, a house, etc. It's just basically a digital receipt that sets the rules of engagement of that community and of that creator. Yeah, I think that's what people are having a hard time grasping because, you know, it's 
it's a revolutionary time that things are changing. And so, yeah, people don't get what the NFT means. And, and then, like you said, it's so much bigger than people even think, you know, it's not just digital art, like you're saying. Um, and I know even so you, you also not to digress from the art, but you work with um, governments too, with this blockchain uh, to help them implement it to state and federal government. You've been working closely with Gavin Newsom, I know. What does that look like? Because what you said on your description is that you all are to smart contracts, what Shopify is to e-commerce. What does that mean? So we're an enterprise SaaS solution. So like Shopify or Salesforce. Salesforce is a great one. Tell people what that means. SaaS is, is software as a service. So we provide software that enables old school industries uh, to enter the Web3 space and to benefit from, you know, the efficiencies that can be gained through blockchain. So and once again, did you say to enter, wait, I want to stop you because I, I want people to understand. Did you say to enter the Web3 did you say three? Yeah, yeah okay. Web three. Let, let's let's take a step backwards then. Yeah. So yeah. Web two was was the internet, right? And there's a very interesting quote by Mark Andreessen uh, in the 1990s about you know why the internet grew to the magnitude that it grew. It was the highest growing technology in the history, I think, of, of technology. <laughs> and it's it's basically because people just want to belong. They want to be part of something that is bigger than themselves. And that is exactly what Netscape did. It unlocks the potential for people to connect, regardless of systems that they were using, computers that they were using, if they were in their office email or if they were, you know, in their personal email. It created a tool for everybody to meet somewhere digitally and to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And what Web3 is, is it's a new flow of, of, of information. It's more of a back-end revolution than it is a front-end revolution. Uh, there's a lot of people that are not even going to realize that they're entering the blockchain space, but you know there will be a lot of efficiency gained in the processes that we're implementing on the back-end. So a great example is healthcare, right? So one of the things that we've been talking about extensively uh, and now we actually have a client that has reached out to us about putting this in place. So we're very, very excited about is people should own their medical records. They should have a non-fungible token, AKA an NFT associated to themselves, carrying their entire medical history. How many visits you've done to the doctor, if you've been to the hospital, whatever illness you have, allergies, et cetera. And this is all embedded into one place where you can pull up your entire history as a person. And you and wait, can then present that. So that's this is so interesting because everyone is talking about NFT being art, but the non-fungible token, which is NFT, you're telling me could be your medical record. It could be your medical that's record. Yeah. It could be your medical record. It could be the MLS on your house. It could be the insurance in your car. It could be anything. That's the whole point. What we need to understand is non-fungible tokens can relate to anything and they will relate to everything in the next five to 10 years. Okay. So, so that's why it's a back-end revolution. So let's say you have an NFT for your medical records or for your house. 
Uh, this means this way you don't lose the deed or lose the paperwork. It's on this blockchain, right? How okay. safe is that? Could somebody hack that blockchain? Or is the idea of the blockchain that it's so uh, safe and protective? So security will be an issue regardless of system. And that's why you implement tools such as two-factor authentication, encryption, uh, you know, public blockchains are really, really safe, uh, you know, unless you have the hash address of where that transaction lives, which would be really hard to get unless you were to, like hack someone's wallet and take their keys, etc. But it's it's less about the security of someone taking your stuff, because you're always going to be, you know, subject to someone taking your stuff in, in even in real life, right? Someone can come and steal your car, but more about the security of the data itself, because it's fully immutable. What is blockchain? Why is it called blockchain? Let's go even backwards, right? They're blocks of information that are connected via chains, which means that every action is recorded on that same ledger versus a database where you throw everything into that database and you could delete different areas of that database, right? So you'd lose the record. The whole point of blockchain and why it is useful for asset ownership is it can hold the entire asset, his, asset history in one place. So wow. you can pull up the provenance of that asset with one click. And not to be morbid, but I would assume that then when people pass away, this is going to make life easier for whoever is taking care of them. They go into that blockchain and they find everything there. Titles, medical records, uh, mortgages, uh, car loans, everything instead of going, oh, my God, where are these things stored? Right. For sure. And that's kind of like the idea of where we're going with Alpha. Uh, our system is really, really easy to use. It feels just like a regular website. Uh, you can easily log in by two-factor authentication and a magic link. There's no need for a crypto wallet. You've probably heard of crypto wallets with those crazy passcode phrases. And then you forget the passcode phrase and you've like, you can't access that anymore. We feel like that is not enough for the 99% to step into blockchain. For the 99% to step into blockchain, you need to use a system that you're familiar with. You need to use your email, you need to use your phone number, you used to use things that are linked back to your person. And you know, on your, on your wallet, you'll be able to keep all of your stuff. So as I said, the deed to your house is in an NFT. The insurance of your car is in an NFT. Your health insurance personally is in an NFT. Uh, all of your, the things that you own. So if you, you know, another use case that we're working through is with a luxury brand. So usually when you go, for example, to Chanel to buy a bag, uh, it comes with a little card inside it, which is the warranty and the certificate of authenticity of it, right? And everybody loses those little cards because they're impossible to keep. That's the whole point. So what we can do is connect straight into the brand POS system. And the POS is just the point of sale. So you go into a store to buy something and they have a credit card machine that is connected to that POS, right? And we can pull the serial number of the item, the color of the item, the name of the client, whatever unique identifiers the brand wants to have that and mint an NFT that is then associated to that client and will then live in their wallet. So now every all of your stuff is safely kept in one place and you can very so, simply transfer ownership. So your medical records would be in that wallet. Your your house mortgage would be in that in that wallet. Your car loan would be in everything would be in that wallet. How is someone like me 
going to set up that one blockchain that's in my wallet that has everything in it. Like, has that already started? How would I do that? Is it something of the future? Like, fill us in. Yeah, it's absolutely already started. We're working on two really big um, projects now. One of them uh, is for a couple of, well, it's a couple of NBA teams. So we're starting with the Bucks. It's launching at the beginning of the season. And for sports fans everywhere, we're already going to be able to organize commemorative tickets, uh, signed items that you may have bought in the past. So balls, jerseys, et cetera. Uh, unlock really cool and real life experiences that are offered in, in now in terms of loyalty tiers. So let's say you're in stadium, you collect the commemorative ticket just by scanning a QR code in the stadium. That goes into your wallet and you actually get the golden ticket and so within stadium we can airdrop you floor seats and you're moved from your seat wherever that is into your new floor seats or you can come and you know enjoy the lounge that we've we've built for for nft holders so what blockchain is doing is unlocking the power of community and unlocking these connections that can be made in this hybrid model between the physical and digital world which is where we see a lot of the value coming down the line. We're still going to be living in the real world. You know, the metaverse is great, but we still need to eat food. We still need to see other people. We still need to wear real clothes. And what blockchain can do is organize these interactions between physical and digital, add efficiency, add a ton of wealth for content creators, even for, for the actual athletes in the sports fans. We can build in resale royalties for their autographs down the line. And so just create a way more equitable future where people are actually compensated for the things that they've created historically. And so um, if I went to alpha.io, your company, um, would I be able to set this up for myself as an individual at this moment? Of course, of course. You, we have an off-the-shelf platform, alpha.io, where you can just come in and start minting your own NFTs by a click of a button. There's, You don't need to know anything about technology. All you need to know is how to upload an image and fill out a form and you're ready to go. Or if you're a company and you're looking to put together a white-labeled solution, which is the bulk of our business, you can reach out to us for a demo and we'll build you a system just like ours that you can operate on any public blockchain uh, and you know make it real easy for your own customer data, you know, database to be united uh, under your own tokens. Now, give me an example of that. Like I'm a company that is like what? A retail? Like could it be retail clothes? Uh, yeah, it could be retail clothes. It could be sports teams. Uh, it could be a medical provider. It could be real estate developer. The sky really is the limit. Okay, so what would a, a person that owns a clothing, because I have somebody in mind, what would a person that owns a clothing company do? They'd come set up and what would this what would this service be that they're getting on Alpha IO? They're setting up what? Because you said white label. What does that mean? So going back to the Chanel example, right? What we'll do is we'll build them a platform where their clients can log in and see all of the NFTs of the items that they've purchased. So they have these warranty cards basically in digital form, all organized in one place. Then the brand itself can offer exclusive experiences for clients that maybe have 
two bags or three bags, then they get granted access to, you know, uh, a special environment that they've built in real life. So it could be a clubhouse or they get offered uh, exclusive pre-launches of future bags that are, you know, made to order for those clients. It's really up to the brand what they want to do with that information, but we're able to create these collectives for them and we're able to solve for the client so that they can now keep their stuff safely in one place. Right. Okay. So a clothing company could come in and set it up, make a community out of their customers and be able to tell their customers, Hey, we have this new item coming out or we have this big event you can attend things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm starting to comprehend it. I don't know that I completely can grasp what you're saying, but it, you know what? <laughs> it's a learning slowly curve. Maturely. It's slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, only and, the beginning, you know? Yeah. And so what kind of thing are you doing with Governor Newsom? Like, how does the government use this? So the government is just really interested in learning more about these use cases that we're just talking about, just like you. So I've sat with Senator Booker and Senator Gillibrand about, you know, and we're just explaining things that we're doing. We're talking about our clients. We're talking about the opportunities that we're creating, especially in the creative industry, what this means in terms of impact, what this means in terms of wealth generation, creating opportunity. There's also a widespread access to capital, which was not available yet for people of color, for Latin Americans like myself, because, you know, the technology really doesn't see where you're from. It doesn't see race. It just, it's just there to provide technology and to connect you with your community in order to make, you know, these projects come to life. So it's, it's a really, really exciting time to be alive. It's a really exciting time to be, you know, in this technology. Uh, and, uh, you know, they just want to understand how they can create legislation that is supportive and that will keep jobs in America and that will, you know, keep us developing and make sure that, you know, that the end consumer is also protected because there was a lot of, uh, you know, weird stuff that came through this this first digital art boom of NFTs. So, you know, be careful when you're when you're investing in any new project. Make sure that it makes sense. Make sure that you know who the you know the salesperson, who the company is. Make sure they're reputable. It's the same thing as any new industry. There's going to be good good things, and gonna, there's going to be scams. So, you know, just watch out for the scams and understand that the, the technology is coming. Once again, as I said, not to change the way that we live, but to make it more efficient and to create more opportunity. Yeah, I love what you're saying and to help us understand that this is a back end thing and that people have been misled to think that NFTs are only having to do with digital art. But thank you for explaining that it has to do with all things in our life as just being a source of being able to track those things so you don't lose track of them. Um, that's a great explanation. Thanks for uh, sharing that. And I love that it does help more artists to uh, make more money with their um, art, with their content creation. Speaking of that, I've just mentioned earlier, you know, we have a film coming out. How would a filmmaker utilize this platform? Uh, sure. So, you know, let's say you're looking to, to, to fund a film like that's the simplest use case, right? You could pair with a visual artist, uh, create a poster as like the physical token for the film, add uh, a bunch of utility to it. So let's say that 
the people that buy that that poster that has an NFT attached to it, they get granted uh, uh, an exclusive premiere. They get a share of ticket future ticket sales. You set kind of like the rules of engagement between you and your supporters, and that poster represents kind of like the your your contract, right? So your 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 accordance between the people that are agreeing to support. Uh, that that picture and as the picture goes up in value as it gains more notoriety the poster itself also goes up in value because it has all of those neat utility features attached to it and you know you can go off and make your movie and produce it even before you know having to shoot a sizzle well so let's say you're rolling out a fundraising campaign through one of these entities whether it's uh gofundme or kickstarter or we did it, it was something like that. Um, could you put that NFT as one of the selections? Like you can order this poster and um, for a certain amount of money and you, and you get the actual um, hard copy of it. Yeah, sure. You could do that. The so how would we use your technology to do that? Just one second. The point of a GoFundMe is people are just giving you money, right? And they're getting uh -huh. nothing in return. The whole point of using an NFT is they're getting something in return. There's tradable value. They're an well, investor. you know, like in a Kickstarter, they might say, "Well, you get two tickets, or you get to be on the set, or whatever." You know, yeah, that's that's in that's tangible. That's intangible, right? It'll it'll disappear once that's done. The whole yeah. point of the NFT it's it's somehow associated to the physical. Um, to the movie itself. And so it has in it, like intangible value. It'll live forever. And so it'll always have trading value. It'll build value. Uh, uh, you know, if you add enough utility to the project into the roadmap. Right. And is that a digital piece of art or a tangible piece of art, or it could be both? It could be both. It could be both. Okay. Client's cool. choice. It's client's choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thanks. You know, every time we have this conversation, I feel like I learn a little bit more. Um, what's your game plan now? Uh, are you still raising funds? Yeah, we just opened up a, a small round. Like now during LA Tech Week, we were selected to be in the demo day. So we're, we took some advantage of that. Uh, we're raising a small safe and should be done in the next month or so, hopefully. Uh, and we got some incredible people on board uh, and we just need to hire a lot of people. We're, we're, you know, the amount of use cases that we are offered on a daily basis, it's gone from a company that had to do biz dev from a company that is just, we're over flooded with inbound. So we need more people, ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. You are right place, right time. No doubt about it. And just a wealth of information about it. Can't wait to see where you go, but I know it's going to skyrocket and uh, can't wait to actually learn more about it. Um, thanks for sharing all this information and letting us pick your amazing mind about it. Um, alpha.io and where, how would they reach you? Alpha, alpha with two A's. So alpha a.io. <laughs> yeah. Alpha with two yeah. A's.io and Manuela Save, uh, you spell it S E V E, Manuela S E V E on uh, LinkedIn for those that aren't watching the video, but just listening on Apple or Spotify. Um, they can find you on LinkedIn and uh, and Alpha. Are you on? I take it Instagram, Twitter, and yeah, yeah. we're on we're on all the things. So on uh, Instagram, it's Alpha AIO. 
uh, or my personal Instagram is Manu CV. We post a lot of short form content, master classes around blockchain, around real use cases. So, you know, just if you're interested in learning more about the industry, if you're interested in kind of like chatting about, you know, different use cases for your own business, how we can bring you into the Web3 space please reach out. Uh, and on Twitter, mother of alpha. <laughs> so mother that's my alpha. personal, that's my personal. Love it. And I'm just going to reiterate again, it is A-L-P-H-A-A. So two A's on the alpha um, and the dot I-O. Great. I uh, would love people to reach out, learn more, maybe invest. Um, uh, that's always a plus. And um, just really appreciate you sharing this. It's amazing what you're doing. Can't wait to see where it goes. And uh, hope I'm able to uh, learn this more because it's fascinating. And I know it's here to stay and uh, very cool. Thanks so much, Manuela. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And, you know, feel free to reach out at any point. Think of us as a resource. Great. Please look up uh, Manuela Sweeve at, uh, that's S-E-V-E, at LinkedIn. Of course, you can find me there as well, Catherine Gray, and uh, look for us at She Angel Investors as well. Everybody make it a great week. Remember to invest in her. Take care. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at SheAngelInvestors.com.